Yep, it's the Jeremy Webisodes Podcast. Here we go indeed. Hello and welcome to the Jeremy Webisodes podcast. This is Webisode 13, recorded Wednesday, October 14th, 2020, and I am your host, Jeremy Webb. Thank you very much for being here. I'm joined once again in the lab by my good friends Josh McGinty and Ryan Hatch, and tonight we just kind of let it run. So um, I would recommend this one is not uh, one you necessarily are going to want to listen to with your kids in the room. Not that we come up too far off the rails, um, but some of the subject matter here, uh, especially as we get on in the show, uh, might not be best for children. Um, that being said, have a great listen. Uh, never fear, the lava lamp is in fact burning brightly in the lab as a beacon for all the lost souls in the world. May they find their way home. So, as you may know, what we do here at the opening of every show is we start we, we start drinking. And to be honest, ladies and gentlemen, we already started a little bit. Maybe one nip. I've had a beer. What? Uh, <laughs> I've had one or two beers. Anyway, so uh, tonight we are, I figured, you know, we, last week we drank an Applejack. We've had a couple kind of weird things. I figured we'd go back to something that I know we all know and love. Oh, no, actually, last week we drank Tennessee whiskey. Right. But before that, we had Applejack. But I figured we'd go back to something I know that we all love, which is just a good old straight Kentucky bourbon whiskey. Nice. Fantastic. So uh, this is Rabbit Hole Cave Hill. Um, Rabbit Hole Distillery makes two bourbons. Cave Hill is their premium and this is a four grain, like the Colonel Taylor. Uh, it is here. here let, let's uh, let's 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 do a cork pull. Cork, not rubber. Big fat cork. Big, huge cork. Oh, Ooh. boom! Holler. So, uh, I have been to this distillery. It's kind of a new kid on the block. Beautiful, purpose-built, brand new distillery in downtown Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, or Louisville. 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 Oh, do you hear that splash? Louisville. If you get a chance... Light it on fire. Oh, wait. Oh. To go there. Sexy. I highly mm. recommend it. Beautiful. This guy, uh, the guy that started it, is the head distiller. Um, and like I said, this is their premium. This is a four green. And let's get it off the bottle here, shall we? Let's uh, d- jump in. You guys feel free to go ahead and drink it. This bourbon Cheers. consists of 70% corn... 10% malted wheat, 10% malted barley, and 10% honey malted barley. Never chill filtered as it should be. Like I said, downtown Louisville. This is an award winner. This is uh, the James Beard Foundation's official bourbon. Um, and let me give it a, let me give it give a, a shot, shot here. I'm going to give it a second shot. Oh. So, yeah. Oh my goodness, honey! Yeah, that's yeah, gorgeous. Honey, honey, cinnamon. I mean, and I don't have a whole lot to say about this one. We know what bourbon is. Um, I've, I've beat it to death at this point, and this is just a really good one. New kid on the block. If you if you haven't seen it, um, I forget what their other bourbon's called, but this one's Cave Hill. 
Once again, Rabbit Hole is the name of the distillery. How old is it? You know, I was trying to find it. doesn't say on the bottle, but as we know, bourbons have to be minimum of, of four years or they have to say it on the bottle. And so since this doesn't say anything on the bottle, it's it's at least four years in the barrel. How about the company? Like, how long have they been? Do you know how? Cave Hill, I don't, again, you caught me on. That's a great question. I don't exactly know when they came into existence, but I would say, and Ryan can jump on the interwebs and find out, but my, I'm going to say it's it's within the last 10 years, yeah. easily. Well, it's absolutely another delicious drink on this Right, show. this is gorgeous. And um, they have a proprietary cooking method where they, when they're, when they're mashing out and they're cooking their mash, every recipe varies a little bit sure. to be bourbon. It has to be 51% corn, but beyond that, it can be anything. And, uh, and so this one is, uh, is, is very interesting four grain, but I'm, I'm liking it. You know, one of the things that I tend to not like about four grains is they can be a little spicy or peppery. Um, and this one's not, this is nice and corny and it is. It's 70. What it, what was it? It's 71% yeah, corn. 70% corn. Ah, good question. The proof is uh 47.5 uh percent, so 95 proof. I, I find that uh kind of unique, right? You see a lot of 70, 80, 100. Right, 85. 95 is. Right, that's a great a nice little spot. Right, it is. You don't get It's a way to differentiate themselves. Yeah. Um, get, it's not super hot. Right. Get drunker, 45 minutes slower. Right? It doesn't quite have that 100. Right. Or 100 and something, like, like some eight. of them do. Well, there's definitely honey, definitely cinnamon. I feel like there's fig, vanilla. You can, f like, there's a little pepper, but in a good way. And it smells absolutely like butter. Okay, well, I'm gonna drink the whole thing. Let's do. Let's at least see what they uh, what they say uh, on their website uh, as far as tasting notes. So, um, see the I nose is spice, honey, and fresh apples. Okay. We didn't give the nose. We should start doing that. Be better about that. Honey, apples. Now that and you, spice. yeah, but now you said it. so. And then the palate is creamy flavors of orange. Honey and mint with hints of toasted grain. Well, we didn't say mint or orange. We got mm. that wrong. I definitely got the orange. No, I'm you getting say it, it now, but I'm not. Yeah. I, mint is kind of a. It, yeah. That's a new one for bourbon that I've really never heard before. And this is right off their website. Creamy flavors of orange, honey, mint, and toasted grain. Finish vanilla and custard. All right, that's I said creamy... I got vanilla in there, but a lot have a little vanilla. I guess is that old hat by now. Well, again, like we said, the vanilla, caramel, right. um, cinnamon, those are very common. Where are you drinking this? Uh, it says serve neat over ice or in your favorite whiskey cocktail. We're drinking it neat tonight, like we do everything. Yeah. I think it's, uh, it's kind I mean, of a, that's a, it's an in-between season kind of like, uh, like some of those other ones were, so that some of those other ones were, um, you know, you were, a, we called them like very winter you right. Know, you wanted to have this. This is like you could kind of have this anytime. This is it's, just a great straight yeah. bourbon. Drink this one. Love it's this drinkable. one. It's drinkable all time of year. It's a little hot, you know, on the on the flavor. Like my throat is, but it's not bad. You mean, uh, you know, and that could alcohol wise. Yeah, yeah. This is the bourbon the lawyer has in his wet bar in his office to pour you one before talking about the plea deal he's about to give you. Right, right, for sure. This is like a lawyer, like 
at his office bourbon. If you want to get a deal done, <laughs> right. you put a couple fingers of this in the guy. <laughs> I mean, Sorry, you put what? a couple fingers in anybody and you're going to do what you tell them to do. No. Um. Right? I mean, this is a professional feel to it. This is a business drink. This is like two gentlemen in a suit. It's a very gentlemanly bourbon. It's a gentleman. Well, I think a true bourbon, and this is, again, you know, and I don't want to beat it to death, um, but you, you go on their website and they're kind of like, there was a time that bourbon was kind of the forgotten whiskey, you know, and, and it's and I know it's kind of hard to envision that to somebody that hasn't been keeping track, but bourbon has really come back into itself in the last decade. And these guys at Rabbit Hole are like, like I said, new kids on the block doing everything as innovatively as, as they can. And um, I would, uh, again, that's why this is J James Beard Award. I mean, this is like the best iteration of modern bourbon. Right. Um, in my opinion, I mean. It's impressive I would, uh, someone that young got that award. Well, he, the, exactly. The distillery being so, it is, right? Right. Um, they're in the perfect place. They're right there in the heart of Louisville. And he'll he says on. Uh, do you see how I rolled that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you, did, like you, you did well. In your mouth. You did well. Louisville. And he brought a bunch of people on board. Um, Ryan sounded like he just like was about to pass out. Louisville. Louisville. So yeah, this is great. I mean, I, I would, this is this is my first bottle of Cave Hill. Um, I'm not seeing like even on their about and like their story, they talk about how they how they started everything, but no dates. Right. It's 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 it's, it's new. I mean, you can f find it out. I'm I'm gonna tell you, it, it's it's within easily within the last ten years that they came online, and um and they're doing a great job. I mean, this is a great this is a great bourbon. You know, America's always on the lookout for a new person to get you drunk. Right, you need you always need a new sheriff in town. Well, right, and and this is a four grain that's won several awards. That's nowhere near as expensive as the Colonel Taylor four grain that we had a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, right? Which, yeah. and I would argue that this is as tasty, if not tastier. Right, Colonel Taylor is like a, a a down payment. Right, I mean you could you could buy a, a, a like a Mazda Miata. Yeah. <laughs> With that, a used Miata, and probably still have some money to spend on like a wrap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Mazda Miata and like a, a subway, a rear lunch. wing. Yeah, for your Mazda Miata. No, I didn't mean like a sub, like a sandwich wrap, Joss. I like mean a like final wrap. I mean, yeah. Oh, I went. I was thinking more like lunch. Yeah, no, that's like great. A, like a car and lunch. No, not a sandwich wrap. Like like a vinyl wrap. On your on your rad new Miata, I thought you meant like, like a Miata. What color wrap? What you? Because I I picture a like obviously Mazda Miatas from the past predominantly were like red, red. but I think like a like a mirrored, like a silver yeah. mirrored finish Miata from oh. the past. Is there a present Miata? Yes. Oh, they make a there's a yeah, new there's version a new of the Miata. Miata. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as you can tell, we're huge fans of the Mazda. <laughs> Run out and get yourself so, one. So tell me, I, I mean, clearly, I literally thought you meant a sandwich wrap. Like, it was like $1,018. Who eats a wrap? You mean a burrito? I mean, well, I'm from Southern California. I don't get a wrap either. I don't know what a wrap. No. I want a sandwich on bread. Right. 
or I want a burrito right. with yeah. carne asada beans and cheese. Exactly. I don't want a I don't cold need, tortilla. Yeah, with I don't ham. want a cold tortilla with ham and lettuce and like provolone. I've, I've never gotten a wrap. Sounds they, terrible. They got huge late nineties. I was. They had like that huge run. Everybody yeah, had already wraps. turned off the stove, so they're like, "Dude, the guy wants a burrito. Hey, let's make him a, a yeah. cold burrito. Ham and we'll and, call it a wrap." Yeah. No, a that was never at a. That was never at a Mexican food restaurant. That was at like a deli that was out of. Ideas. Yeah, ideas. I'm going to walk into Pedro's Tacos and get, can I have a carne asada wrap? Right. Yeah. Like, I, what? I never got the chicken Caesar salad wrap. I'll take the salad, please. Yeah. <laughs> Most I mean, people who want chicken Caesar salad don't want the the yeah. bread. I got it. Now, once you put it that way, Josh, you kind of like, now I kind of want one. I mean, it's a Caesar salad on the Burrito. go. Burrito. Yeah, it's a Caesar salad burrito. That's I wouldn't have good. nearly the problem with it. If that's what they called it. Yeah, but the, the, as soon as they say rap, it's, I'm out. You're on to something, Ryan. Yeah. Rap is not the word for it. No. I would kill a Caesar salad burrito right now, though. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> do you think it's, um? do you think it's racist? Do did they call it rap so that more people were like, oh, I don't, you don't eat any of that. Right. South of the border food. They don't have Caesar I'm salads. A, I'm and a, the thing is, Caesar salads were invented in, in Tijuana. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, not, I'm afraid of a burrito, but like a wrap. Oh, okay. You it's, mean the average a, Karen out there? Yeah, average Karen just wants a wrap. Yeah, a burrito sells too ethnic. Oh yeah, absolutely. A wrap I can get into. Yeah. Right. Here's a little tidbit of information that the average Joe might not know. The Caesar salad mm-hmm. was, in fact, invented in Tijuana, Mexico. Did you know that? It's people think no. it's Italian. I don't Caesar, know how every Italian restaurant. Caesar lived in Rome. So, would I? I've been to Caesars in, in Tijuana? Tijuana, in Las and, Vegas. Yeah. No. And in Las <laughs> Vegas. Um, and it's uh, yeah, Caesar Cardini. Um, he had restaurants in L.A. And Chicago. So it's an it's Italian like last name. Oh, yeah. And um, he when, just happened to be in Tijuana, well, Mexico. They, during Prohibition, he had a lot of mayors and uh, uh, military, because it was still military, a lot of military in there, and Hollywood celebrities. But it's Prohibition. You're not allowed to drink. But right across the border in Tijuana, Mexico. So he opened a restaurant there to entertain his friends from Hollywood, the military, and politics in there and one night they had run out of everything and all they had left was some lettuce some garlic a little anchovy some parmesan cheese you know an egg an egg and some lemons and there you go and all we had was salad because everybody was up until i wanted i want you to know that i'm I'm pretty proud of the little recipe that you just gave us uh for caesar dressing because uh, you pretty much nailed it yeah i mean they make it for you at your table table side i mean they invented the table side caesar salad which is so like ubiquitously like italian restaurant little did everybody know it was invented in old tj yeah so, little bit of, of trivia there for you. Um, and it has left me ravenous for a chicken Caesar salad burrito. So, uh, let's do the news. This is the news with Joss McGinty. Hard hitting, global, and other stuff. Welcome to the news. 
Hey, guys, who likes Halloween? It's my favorite holiday. Well, it's coming up. Yeah, right around the corner. Who likes Halloween decorations? You know, I'm not the biggest decorator, but I appreciate when you do it. (laughs) I'll watch it. Yeah. Well, people in Riverside, uh, California, enjoy people watching their uh, house burn down. (laughs) Nice. Not really. But they have a uh, set, if you will. The fire looks like their house is burning down. It's been so realistic that over five different times, which means six, right? Over five is six. Firefighters have been called to the scene to put out the fire. This article is from Huffington Post. They're leading. Ready to say that? Ready for this? It's the hottest house in town. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I got I, at first when you said that I thought that somebody had actually kind of like lit their house on fire to as a as a way of decorating, and I thought that was really going for it. But I, I mean, mean, then that you was have, committing. That's committing, and then light your house on fire every night. Yeah, I mean, how you you, you kind of got to save that one up, and then just go for the finale on the on the main. And night. just burn <laughs> it down. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. It's like these guys already have, so it's not they're not really lighting their house on fire. It's not real. Okay. Firefighters, and I quote, firefighters who responded to the Riverside residents were so impressed with the faux blaze, they high-fived Travis Long and told him, great job. Well, well, here's the thing, Travis. You're having your decorations up a little early. I bet Travis is the kind of guy that as soon as Halloween's over, he's got his Christmas lights up. <laughs> yeah. That's he he enjoys well, Christmas. The entire Thanksgiving. I really, those kind of people just piss me off. I want to enjoy every holiday as it comes. Yeah. I don't want to preemptively be celebrating Christmas at Halloween. So I have one more question. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get it. I'm now, The fact however, that this guy has already had his full-blown decorations going to the point that they're already calling the At least the build, build up to it. Yeah. What's today's date? The 14th, It's right? the 14th, and people have... It's like, how fun is it going to be for the kids on Halloween when everyone's already seen the thing already? Well, you walked right into this one. Now, hundreds, quote, hundreds visit the house nightly for the fun. Now, I don't know if I use the word fun for (laughs) someone's house burning to the ground. Now, Halloween's Halloween, but I don't know. Is fun the word? Well, I I mean, yeah. Halloween's Halloween. Today's October 14th. Right. Like, why is all your shit on already, man? Some quick math is 17 days. Save it up a little bit. You know what I mean? How fun is it? It's like by Halloween, it's like, oh, yeah, the burning house. Blow right by that one. We've seen that one for a month already. How good are our, like, fire services if they got called and showed up six times? Didn't didn't the first two where, no, 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 it's not a fire. It's a thing. Is that not relayed to the other stations? Yeah, but it's not like they can't. They, yeah. they have to show up. Like you get called. They're like, yeah, yeah, this is the house that's fake on fire. But it's like you have to go because the time you don't go is the time it's really on fire. Right. And everybody gets in trouble. The high five is interesting to me. Yeah, I mean, maybe just, the guy was... just wanted to get out of the firehouse for a night. Yeah. Like the guy cooking was like the worst chef of like the 12 of them. Yeah, that's the thing. But wouldn't like... that piss you off if you go to a fake fire? 
And it's like paper flames. Six times. Yeah, well, that's the thing. On like the fourth or fifth call, they're like, Jimmy's cooking again. Everybody in the truck, right. we're out of here. You got to see this place. It's wild. I'm going to high five Travis. Uh, now, of course, not everyone's amused. Oh, no. There's some Karens down the street. Oh, yeah. I quote again. In California, they're doing this. An incredulous ABC reporter asked, presumably referring to the real fires that have burned millions of acres in the state this year. Gentlemen. Clearly. What say you? Is it uh, inappropriate to do fake fires with all the fires no, in our state. No, no, get over it. Yeah, because oh wait, I, well, they're saying because we've had a lot of it's fire in our state, it's insensitive to joke yeah. about your house being. That's on exactly fire. what that gentleman. I don't, said. I don't see that. No, uh, but that's not the kind of Real, guy I am. Really try. You have to really try to get angry at them. Yeah, that guy just that guy would be angry at whatever else. You know, what was the next thing he could get angry at? He was looking for something. It's like, my brother used to do a lot of cocaine, and the fact that you have a Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer on your house really just brings back terrible memories Can you remove that? I mean, we're not that far away from that at this point. No. If you don't like it, apparently I have to listen. I think you should be able to have fornicating reindeer on your front lawn (laughs) all year long if you want to. (laughs) Especially if they're real. Right, well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Again, hundreds of people go to see it. And this doucher is saying, like, really? How insensitive. Like, talk about it's, PC over the falls, man. Yeah. The, uh, it's like if every- the neighbors, if, if the na- first of all, it, you know, if it's a community where you care about your neighbors and they're fine with it, it should kind of almost end there. If the people you live around are fine with it. If you can... If you can do the special effects and all that kind of stuff, and you're making this cool thing that hundreds of people want to come see a night, you should be able to. Like, do we really need to listen to even if your, you know, if your neighbors next door don't like it? I guarantee you, the average listener out there, and welcome, welcome to the show. We're happy you've joined us. I guarantee you, you're sitting there in your little suburban house right now. It's white, and your your roof is, you know, the perfect color, and everything's fine. And someone's somewhere in your community is pissed at you because your bush like hangs out too far into the road or like your fence is Oh, you mean the landscaping. Yeah, there's <laughs> Yeah, or your bush. I mean, there's people that, that will piss off too. No, but you know, I'm saying there's there's always those people that are going to be pissed because you leave your trash cans out like 3 hours after the trash truck come through and, and it's like, you know, like, I put my trash cans out on Wednesday and don't take them back in till Sunday. Yeah. Because I'm lazy. Yeah. And, and when it, I'm there, I'll do it. But I'm not making a special trip. Yeah. And there's just there's always someone in your neighborhood that wants to point out the fact that, like, the trim around your windows has faded. Or something ridiculous. Right. It's like, right. get, a, get a life. We just had um, some new people moving across the street. Um, and that, that the people that lived there before were like kind of our only friends in the uh in the neighborhood you know we have i haven't even talked to them yet but like when they were closing and they're on the inspection they were standing in their front porch like pointing like we have our the driveway's full of cars and the entire front of our house is full of cars and they're ours and they were like pointing it like this was this big problem you know like i'm like i'm not parking in front of your house so don't worry about it there's always something i cannot wait for them to like come over and then they were like we did a little remodeling in the garage had a lot of boxes outside and they kind of you know were poo-pooing the amount of boxes that were next to the trash can and i'm like i really want you to come 
tell me to clean that up because I'm going to tell you to go call the HOA because we don't have one. And she can, and if, if your first response, no matter how much you don't like it, is to complain, like when you're the new person on the street, like, yeah. Yeah, great look. Yeah. I mean, not non-friendly Ryan's going to come out. Yeah, way to be super neighborly. We're yeah. probably not going to invite you to the barbecue. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. And if we do, we're going to give you the burnt piece. Right. Yeah. So the last sentence is that Carmen Long said that with COVID-19 pandemic, the family is glad to, quote, bring a little bit of Halloween joy for everyone. First thought is, you know, Halloween joy. is about joy yeah. and houses burning to the ground. <laughs> and stealing candy from children. <laughs> right. But I th- when I first read that, I'm like, that is kind of a little weird. But if hundreds of people are digging it and the fire, the firefighters giving high fives... I'm all for it. I am too. I don't see any problem with it. I mean, have like that's a full blown graveyard in your front yard. This is some people off that <laughs> you, I bet that you would say that. How's fire a joy? Well, it's fake. It's paper. Yeah. That's, I mean, I got to exactly be honest. How. To me, how uh, fire isn't super Halloweeny. No, like, right? Well, spider webs, I think the skeletons, orange, maybe the orange glow, that kind of stuff. Like, like your house on fire, fire is kind of like it's scary. It's, it's scary. yeah, it's not terrible the same for you. Way. It's not necessarily spooky, right? And for me, Halloween's spooky, right? Right. Now you it know, depends on how they do it. If you take the deeper dive, the skeletons could be from the people who died in the house fire. Well. Wow. <laughs> That could be. <laughs> I'd like to see how it was done. I well, guess I we, we have the video. Okay. Oh, there's video. Okay. Let me let me it. peruse. Well, I just think great, it's, if, if it looks that radio. good, where this many people are coming to see it, uh, it's good. Like, why not? Let me. I did something and I was good at it. Let I, me. I have it. changed my mind since I read this. I th- yeah. I was I thought this was like kind of like weird. I didn't think it was very Halloweeny. But I miss, I, I'll be honest, doing the prep here, I miss that the, the hundreds of people come a day to look at it. Like, the, the, the community, the neighbors love it. Well, I mean, it, that's the thing is... That's what it's about I to love me. a house that's well-decorated for Halloween. Because yeah. a lot of people don't. I mean, a lot yeah. of people phone in Halloween. You know, you sit there, you, yeah. you hand out some candy. Very, you know, you, you put, like, a, a, uh, like a spider on your front door. Right. or like a, And maybe you carved a pumpkin. I mean, I don't even think a whole lot of people carve pumpkins anymore. Um, but to actually do a decorated house or, or back in the day, I mean, the haunted house, like when oh, there yeah. was a dude in your community that did a haunted house, I mean, that guy was, I don't even care if he gave out candy. I just wanted to walk through his garage and be scared. I always thought it was, holy was crap, weird. guys, look at it. Look how realistic that looks. Let me see it. Holy shit. Their house is on fire. <laughs> Somebody call 911. <laughs> uh, no, sir. Uh, no, we get calls every hour. Uh, no, it's not on fire. But at the same time, there's also, okay, but it's rad. Because, yeah, okay. Oh, well, you didn't min- mention this, and I'm sure it must say this. It's obviously a Pirates of the Caribbean theme. Yes. There's there's a pirate ship out front and, and skeletons and, and nice. like, guys and pirate skeletons and pirates hats. And the house is on fire behind them. So for anybody that's ever been on Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. that's a big Part, part of the theme of the show is that everything catches on fire. So now that I know it's Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, I might have missed saying that. It, uh, 
It makes a lot more sense, and it's great. Yeah, they did a fantastic job. It's not a lot less lame that you know that. Well, it's not just like their house is on fire with like for no reason because that in general that that's not overwhelmingly Halloweeny. But like, it's got a full theme, and there are skeletons, and like, yeah, that was that's cool. I can get behind that for sure. It's not. It wasn't spooky or scary, but it was phantasmagorical. Mm -hmm. It's very phantasmagorical. Did I mention it's it's a Pirates of the Caribbean thing? Yeah, I think we figured that out once we saw it. Thanks, though, for dialing 911 and phoning that one in late. Um, all right, can I? I have a news. All right. Uh, this one is for all our West Virginia listeners. I like to keep track of what's going on in the state where I went to college, and I'm a proud mountaineer, and this one kind of caught my eye. According to a recent report from State Farm... West Virginia is in the top five states that you're likely to hit an animal <laughs> while driving. Wow. And is that is that considered good for your driving record or bad? Well, it's not good. Oh. It's it doesn't never help good your, you get in a collision. Score. Well, you have to oh, – but what if you have a tag for that animal? Well, then you can definitely – here's the thing. That happens. Yeah. People hit a deer and take it home and eat it. In fact, I've seen a dude carrying a roadkill into the back of a Chinese restaurant at Morgantown. So uh, literally, that didn't happen. That absolutely happened, and was and he got caught though, and they closed him down. And so don't go eat up. What there. animal? It was a deer. It was a roadkill deer, carrying it into the back of a Chinese restaurant up there. <laughs> on that. At least it wasn't. Well, a no, squirrel. I won't tell you where it was, but be careful where you eat there. Okay, so. It's probably delicious. According to a recent report from State Farm, 67% of the collisions involve a deer, right? So it's not just randomly running over animals in West Virginia. I mean, I think that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, here's, here's a set population. Here's year. a funny thing. So you got the, you got the highway, right? There's a, it's going both directions. And in the middle, they plant stuff. Yeah. Right? So in West Virginia, going down the middle of the freeway, what they decided to plant in the median is like deer crack. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what kind of grass it is, but it's yeah, a specific they... kind of grass that the deer just love. And it's like non-indigenous. So the only place you can eat it is on the freeway median. <laughs> so they're literally just coaxing deer out onto the freaking highway across the state of West Virginia. And so yeah, it's it's huge. I mean, and a big deer will wreck you. Oh my oh, god! Yeah. I mean, it'll it not only come up. I mean, if it comes up over the hood and through your windshield, you're yeah. screwed. Yeah. But even if it doesn't do that, I mean, it's, it's like hitting totally a tree injured. or something. Yeah, it'll total end. your car. Yeah. Think, oh, you hit a deer. What's the big deal? No, if you hit a deer at top speeds, you think what? Well, especially in a car, I can imagine in a truck, it still does some damage. Right. But you're you got a better probability of it not coming through the windshield. Right. The deer season starts uh, the day after Thanksgiving out east, right? Well, there's right? there's different seasons for different weapons. Well, what if your weapon is, is your the, car? Is your ninety eight? Oh, Buick. The Miata would get destroyed. There's <laughs> definitely an argument to be made for like an open season, Car non-traditional weapon season. <laughs> no, that's year round. Just chasing down deer with your car. That's year round. Why do you need a gun? I mean, if sixty cent, sixty cent, if sixty-seven percent of all animal killings on the freeway are deer, sounds like we're having venison. 
I mean, let's eat. Do they give out free deer meat? Why don't you just buy like a $400 jalopy? Yeah. And just head out there at three in the morning. <laughs> and put crosshairs just go, as yeah. the emblem. Just go deer right. hunting. Just go deer hunting. What are you guys doing tonight? Ah, oh, we're just getting a six pack. We're getting a 12 pack, getting in the Cadillac. And yeah, uh, go hunt, hunting. hunt some deer. So we can find an eight point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so here's a, a, a good little tidbit of, of knowledge from for your helpful uh, state farm agent to try to keep you uh, out of trouble. Some things that you can do to help avoid a collision is to look out for areas where there's oh. a lot of animals. Oh, well, that's good. So slow down if you see a large gathering. Yeah, because that's what happens. You're like, yeah. you're driving through an area and you see a bunch of deer on the side of the road and you slow down. No, no, no. Oh. You're dry. It's three o'clock in the morning and you're hammered and you're trying to get back to Morgantown <laughs> from Pittsburgh and a 12 point buck comes through your windshield. And, and hammered just for the story. That's, right, that right. didn't no, I mean, really that's, happen. You're the passenger. Yeah, yeah, I was the passenger in that story. Yeah. And there was an Uber driver? Yeah, there was an Uber. Well, he wasn't good. hammered. So what they're basically saying is avoid driving through the Northeast at all costs. Correct. Stay out of West Virginia, Pennsylvania. Ohio. Just don't yeah. go. Don't go there. You'll hit something. Probably a deer. I mean, I think that's the funny thing. What I want to know is what the other percentage of animals are that people are. So 67% deer. I mean, you got to imagine there's a couple dogs. Yeah. I Some, mean, are they tons counting, of like, squirrels? Squirrel. I think the squirrel is... I'm surprised that squirrels isn't the huge percentage. Yeah. Because uh, when a... you drive around, there is squirrel pancakes everywhere. You drive yeah. it down the highway, there's just little beige squishies. P- furry, yeah. squishy little piles. Little hairy beige puddles. <laughs> Lots of raccoon. Oh, yeah. yeah. I bet. I've seen a lot of dead raccoons on those freeways so a lot of muskrat rodents rodents you got a a, a large percent of rodentia and then deer but (laughs) but the re but the reason that there's so many deer dying in west virginia is because they're planting deer crack in the middle of the the highway so (laughs) if you here's here's my little word of advice if you're out there listening west by god maybe you don't plant the the deer crack in the in the median. Maybe try uh, something else. I mean, you'll you right. have a much lower probability of getting hit by a dead deer if you don't put the crack in the middle of the road. If you get hit <laughs> by a dead deer, <laughs> then something that is really. Did you say you got hit by a dead deer? Yeah, you're not gonna. I mean, you're not gonna get hit by a dead deer. If you hit the dead deer, then you're in the median. Yeah, and you've had a really fun night. Yeah, <laughs> then there's a completely there's different, a whole different if, story. If you hit a deer in the median, <laughs> a whole different game. You are now on their territory. Yeah, it's no longer the deer's fault. Yeah, the deer was. It's now you have the onus. <laughs> You're in the median, man. If you kill a deer with a vehicle. And then you eat it. I, I, it. It worries me. There's parts of that car that you're going to eventually eat. Well, and, you got to pick it out. It's like picking the bullet out. It's not like you take a tweezers. I mean, there's like a carburetor in that animal. Very easy to pick out. Oil. <laughs> there's no it oil. It just marinates. It's just, yeah, if you cook it at a high enough temperature. It all comes off. And oh. you're definitely not. You're definitely not mounting that head on the mantle. 
But I mean, me, like a Chevrolet sign, like on its forehead. And it's like, oh no, that is definitely in. a thing that's happened. People have hit a deer and then they get out to be like, oh, and they find out that it's like a ten point deer and they take it and get the head mounted. Well, and they don't you, tell anybody how they actually got the deer. Well, are unless you, you hit me? it, unless you hit it head first. There are m- multiple heads on walls across the country of people that came across those animals under dubious circumstances. Didn't actually put a bullet in it. What percentage are birds? Have you ever hit Ooh. a bird? I have both hit a bird and I had a bird hit me. Have you ever been like sitting in traffic? Like, you had a bird hit stopped, you? Stopped and like a bird was, you know, you know, you see him off just frolicking in the air and the thing just turned and just smacked right into my side window and just plonk right down on the ground. Well, that's a like, pretty wow. dumb bird. That's a dumb bird. And then, uh, if he gets a still vehicle. Yeah. When I was uh, just learning how to drive, I'm driving my mom's car, and uh, she's in the passenger seat, and, and there's a, a family of quail in front of us. And she's like, don't worry, the birds always move. <laughs> and I, I squished about three of them. And <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> this is not funny. funny. I understand that. It's, it's not funny, but it's the fact that my mom had just finished saying – don't worry about the birds. Gun it, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> no, she didn't. Say, but it was Step like. Step on it. Have you ever had a quail wrap? Yeah. <laughs> Around your tire? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I look at the review and I'm like, that was like, that was so sad. Like, you just got finished telling me this was not going to happen. And then, dunk, dunk, a little bump of quail right behind the car. Like, oh, really? Oh. Now I'm picking quail out of our catalytic converter. Yeah. I don't know how, what percentage of the, uh, what is it, 60, 23% are quail. I'm <laughs> guessing a very low yeah. percentage. Yeah. I think it's mostly rodentia. A few foxes. I don't even know that they have foxes in West Virginia. Now you're just throwing stuff out. Some A couple platypi. Some hippopotamus. Yeah, there's hippopotamus. They got I, none of that. They don't have a hippopotamus? No, but I will tell you that I have a... boring potamus. <laughs> I swear to God, if there's even 1% hippopotamus, oh, yeah. I, I think that's bizarre. That'd be I just a don't weird, think it's that's, likely. That's a weird move. That's a rough one to hit. Look yeah. at that girth on you, that Yeah, thing. you're done. You hit a hippopotamus, you know it. Yeah. <laughs> or you don't, actually. Yeah, you You never know dead. anything again. Yeah. No. So I have a huge plate glass window here in my in my office or whatever you would call those picture windows or here in the more lab. picture windows, not plate glass. Big, you know, those are six feet tall. About once a week, a bird full oh, just yeah. like swoop, like trying to Dunk. catch a gnat or I don't know yeah. what he's doing. Just wham in like the right into that thing. Yeah. And then I'm sitting here trying to do work. Scares the crap out of me. Dunk. No, it's not dunk. I mean. When the bird hits that window, they they think they're going somewhere. I mean, in his mind, oh, they are. he's flying through the window and out into the, you know. He's thought way past my window when he hits the thing. And, man, it's loud. It scares the crap out of me. Yeah. Obviously. Right. <laughs> Clearly. So we, we have about every three months I have that happen at home. And I just hear this, just a thump. Yeah. And, uh. Oh. But no, I just you hear the thump, and then just sitting on the ground is some small bird, and you're like, "Huh, another one." Yeah, pick that up before the dogs get it. The weirder ones are when they just keep twitching. They didn't quite do it all the way. We had a bird hit our house when I was a kid, and it was like dead for five minutes, and then like arose 
from the grave and like was it flew a away. Pulled a lag. No, I think I think it like literally like concussed. Yeah, knocked itself stupid. But then, it didn't die. It really, no. That's a real story. It flew away after like five to seven minutes. We're already planning like the funeral. <laughs> the guy just kind of got up, brushed it off. Have I mean, you ever walked into a uh, like a sliding glass door? Oh yeah, that's what that guy felt like. Yeah, I mean it sucked, especially if it's at like a party or something like that. You walk in that, you feel so stupid. I walked, know s- several walked, friends that have done that. Yeah, I've walked through a screen door. Oh, absolutely, before. just boom, right just all through. the way through. Kept you're, walking. You're really lucky if it just pops off the like sliders, but it sucks when you actually like pull the screen. It off. nets you. Uh, you're yeah, yeah. You're like, Fuck. but you, you have to. Be, if you're at a party, you have to be all in. Yeah, like ha ha. I mean, you just gotta be, pretend you meant to do it. Yeah. No more drugs for this guy. <laughs> Keep walking. Well, a lot of dead animals in West Virginia. I'd like to hear what the number one state is, and like, how could it be more than that? I think if you had to pick an animal to hit, you would pick a rodent. Right, it's like a skunk or a raccoon. Not a skunk. a skunk. Not a skunk. No. Well, I mean. Yeah, I got sprayed by a skunk in Crandall Mar in our backyard, wow. and believe me, I didn't want to get hit by that. Wait, you actually got sprayed? Did you feel like spray? You were there, man. Well, I don't remember a lot. I took of stuff. Several showers. The clothes went right in the trash. The trash man was really happy about How? that. How? What happened? Why did you attack a skunk? It was mean. <laughs> well, no, I didn't mean. I didn't attack a skunk. It attacked me. Did it surprise you? What skunk doesn't? Well, I mean, I don't know. Do you think you just kind of go up to a skunk with like some peanuts and like try to feed you gotta, it? I think you take him perfume and brie. So what happened? You walk. I don't remember this at all. You walked out in the backyard. Was it in the backyard or by the trash cans? It well, isn't it one and the same or in our trash? Well, there cans was in the a backyard? gate in between them. The front door was locked, so oh, I right. I had I came back from working at night, and the front door was locked, and I I must not have had my key or something, but yeah. it wasn't like like two in the morning; it was like ten thirty eleven. Okay. And I went through the side gate, trying to get in the door, and I'm ready to go inside, and I just got this. So you, did you, you never even saw it? You just you got sprayed? Oh, I saw it. Oh, you did. But after it sprayed. It almost gave me the look like, see? Did you and did you did you literally hear it when it sprayed? Did it hiss? And oh, spray I, I don't know time? if anyone that's listening has ever heard a skunk spray, but it's it sounds like rushing a, water, like a rushing water. Oh wow! <laughs> I had no idea. It, it, it squirted. Mf or nailed me on my. I'll never forget my right leg, my right pant, pantalone. And did you feel it? It was like splash, like it, yeah. You felt like the and it just went like. And then I had to come inside (laughs) because I couldn't like, I think I, I think I took my pants off outside and left them outside. I mean, I ran up to the shower and it was the worst. I mean, first of all, it's absolutely humiliating to get sprayed by a skunk. You feel like you're in a cartoon. I got to tell you, you are the only person that I know, you know, and I've lived for 46 years. I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know people actually still got sprayed by skunks. I thought that was kind of like went like that and polio. We like we so, don't have that anymore. To me, I'd most like to run over a skunk. I would most like to have one of my friends drive over a skunk. 
because you smell a skunk on the highway for days. Yeah. yeah. I just I, I just don't know anyone that's ever actually in person gotten their Shh. body. Yeah. Gnarly. It's not a good, you know, it doesn't raise your confidence as a man. Well, here's the thing. Is from what I hear, skunks are pretty vicious little creatures, too. They're, like, related to badgers. Yeah, like a stink badger. Yeah, they're like a stink badger. A stink badger. So you're lucky you didn't take your kneecap off at the same time. So, Josh, how did you lose your foot? Yeah, skunk. I was attacked by a stink badger. Oh yeah, God. you don't tell people that. No. But of all the people, like, so Josh is the only person I know that's been sprayed by a skunk. And back to birds, Joss is the only person I know that... Joss had... <laughs> <laughs> a bird steal an ice cream cone right out of his hand. He walks into this place that has like 57 different kinds of artisan ice cream in Laguna Beach. This is 100% true. Spends 30 minutes trying to decide what he wants and then goes for vanilla. Infuriating. <laughs> oh. Vanilla is a very refreshing yeah. summer day. After the whole thing, he's trying the Vietnamese cinnamon uh, yeah. and like a, and then Can we I get vanilla. the strawberry daiquiri yeah. ice? So then yeah. gets a vanilla, and then as if God wanted to smite him for his choice, he takes two steps out of the place, and a seagull swoops down and grabs it out of his hand. The whole thing, cone yeah. and all, and flies away. And Josh is literally like a cartoon character, like, you know, bunches up his fist and yells, drat, at the sky. And everybody inside the ice cream is just, like, on the floor laughing that this, wow. this absolute Grown nightmare man. of a guy that took 30 minutes to sample every flavor and then went with vanilla. How's your pistachio? Yeah, <laughs> had a bird steal his vanilla cone. Like, oh, my God, he's got to come back in now. So I, I did come back in now. Oh, yeah. I said, hey, you clearly, because they were laughing so hard. I did was, they give you a free? They gave me another cone. Yeah, of course they had, because the, they no, they saw it happen. Because literally, he walked out of the door of the place, and the bird stole, and like, everybody saw it happen. It was like a coyote hunting, like a, yeah. you know, a cat. Or like a little dog. It was yeah. waiting for me to come out. He would, the, the it, bird was pissed. I think the, took there so was long. a six-year-old. The bird was mad. There I was a six-year-old so that that bird went, nah. Yeah, I'm going to wait for the pepper-haired. I'm going to wait for that guy. <laughs> the salt and pepper-haired. Yeah, he'll be slower to react. Wacko. That's gonna Seriously. Go How vanilla. many seagulls are in West Virginia? I'd love to knock a couple of those down. Well, here, the moral of the story is, I mean, you're the only guy I know that's been sprayed by a, a skunk. You have, <laughs> you're the only guy I know that's had his is ice cream stolen by a bird, you probably should not go driving through West Virginia. No, I think You're going to hit it I here. must have some kind of scent. Like Bambi will musk. end up in your lap. <laughs> so you have a musk <laughs> about It's kind me. of a musk. <laughs> yeah, you've got a musk. Well, I would have told you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't do well with uh, animals and motion. You know, maybe I should just like Stay inside. Oh, wait. I like doing that anyway. Like, you're not going to be Santa's helper. Can you imagine? I mean, all the things that could go wrong. Josh flying in a yeah. sleigh with animals. Like, none of those things are on Josh's list of things that he's going to want to do. Yeah. So, yeah. That was an interesting place to go with that. But, uh, yeah. like, <laughs> around the world in one night. I mean, we're entering the holiday season. Oh. And I feel like, you know, I wouldn't want to ride in the sleigh because I've been behind 
Um, like I've been in a in a in a horse drawn buggy where the horse deuced. Yeah. Right. And at like regular speeds on the ground, it yeah. falls to the ground. But like flying through the air at, at mock speeds, yeah, that's... that's coming right back and hitting you in the face. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> okay. And you've got twelve deer in front of you. Okay. And if you ever seen deer poop, they're like little black BBs yeah. and all of a sudden you got 12 deer worth head. of BBs flying through you and you, and they feed them well before Christmas because they got to make it all the way around the world <laughs> in one night so not only are they, they got I, 12 well-fed deer don't they don't they just do that while they're standing on your roof right if they, <laughs> wow easy Siri pipe down Last thing I need is that chick. I got enough girls in my life telling me what to do. I got a daughter and a wife and a secretary and a mom. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm just telling you. I don't know how we got on the subject, but riding behind twelve deer flying through the air at mock speeds sounds like a really good way to end up with shit in your teeth. Well, listen, I've driven uh, to Las Vegas with someone who threw pee out the window that landed on me. <laughs> I can't imagine what uh, deer urine. We haven't gone into the urine yeah, portion. Yeah, I mean, that just well, and people, he almost atomizes at those speeds. People <laughs> sprinkle deer urine on them for when they're hunting. Right. You know, to, for the sake. Oh, my God. What would that do to me? Yeah. What if I put deer urine on me hunting? I think you go right around with Santa for a little while. You're really going to nail a 12-point. How about what Santa Claus smells like after that journey? Well, that's what I'm thinking. All like the and that warm wool outfit. Right. I mean, that... he's still going to warm places. You know, he's got to go to both sides of the earth. Yeah, he's so... got to have the flu after that. Yeah. When you're I mean, going it's... to that kind of hot and cold in December. I mean, December in Australia is midsummer. Yeah. Like it, is... it can't be in that giant wool suit the whole time. <laughs> That's a really good point. Yeah. Do you think he ever just rocks like a like a tank to white tank top yeah, and like speedo? <laughs> Regardless, he's always got the beard, and that thing by the time he gets home, uh. full of deer poop. <laughs> <laughs> right? And ash. Yeah. From your from your chimney. Yeah. So he uh-huh. comes home smelling like smoky deer poop. Okay. And very uric. I think that they call that venison. <laughs> very uric. Very uric. Yeah, I think they call right? it venison. <laughs> and here's the thing. After flying around the world all night, I mean, that's a lot of milk and cookies. Okay? Where's Santa taking a deuce? You know? You think, like, you ever wake up in the morning on Christmas morning and the powder room downstairs <laughs> smells a little... A foul? Yeah. Well, I always pictured the Santa vehicle to be like a, a big rig truck. He has to have a, a... He has to have a crapper in there. Yeah. You're not oh, going, you're not going like, 20 hours. Yeah. Right. And not hitting the head. You hit the Pacific time zone, you want to warm up a burrito. <laughs> put it on yeah, autopilot. There's a, there's a microwave on, in there. Hungry. Put right. it on autopilot and go back to the lounge for a minute. Yeah, he's got to pour like one of these rabbit well, holes. So- There's just no way he makes it through the night and he doesn't have to drop off a little <laughs> kids at the pool. You know what uh-uh. I mean? See, my parents used to always do the like flower in the uh, in the fireplace with boot marks in it. It was like my dad's combat boots from the army. And so you're like, oh, okay. And then there would be some like other marks on the floor, but it was just the flower that they were stamped in. 
But it would be so great if there was just some flower on the bathroom floor next to it. Yeah. And just a horrible deuce. Yeah. And oh, they're like, yeah. obviously, Santa. <laughs> a, a time-long family tradition. Yeah. Santa Claus took a dump. Yeah. No, your kids will go to school and brag about it. But yeah, well, Santa took a shit in my ass. <laughs> I don't know how any of this is making it in on the same theme as oh, what we've been so I mean, if you really do, hey, you throw a bunch of reindeer shit on your fucking yeah. roof. Wait, wait hey guys, Santa took a dump again here. <laughs> Every year, we're blessed. I'm doing it. No, that would make you like the cool kid. I'm doing it for my kids. Like, yeah, kids, but do you know that we're the only house that Santa drops a deuce at every year? Oh. You're like, I met Santa 20 years ago, and we had this understanding. He was at my house. You know, I was, I'm younger than my brother and sister, so he thought he was just dropping off presents for my parents, and I saw him, and now... We agreed he gets to take a dump at my house. Right, he starts off in Japan. By the time he gets here, he has a sushi dump on deck. (laughs) (laughs) You know? I mean, that's that has a tendency to go through you. And here's the thing. He he likes to get it out because after all that dairy, after Christmas Eve, Santa's got is backed up for a couple days. You can't have a glass of milk everywhere. And I mean that's a hinder binder. (laughs) Yeah. That much dairy will block you up. I mean, I'm pretty ho- sure that if that was a thing, he would have, like, the house every year. It's like, oh, yeah. I can't wait to get to the Johnsons. They've got that great, you know. There's a shitter right next to where they put their tree. Yeah, they got the guest house. I can go out there <laughs> the yeah. whole time. The, the bidet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they have a casita that is to die for. Great, <laughs> great magazine selection. Yeah. <laughs> Santa seems very kind of, like, international. He probably likes a bidet. <laughs> And then you can bring all the reindeer in to wash out their teeth. Wow. <laughs> I mean. So thanks for joining us on this Christmas episode of the Jeremy Webisodes podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We've really enjoyed being here. We hope you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Oh, and uh, Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Right. And oh, Halloween. And Halloween. Yeah, we've covered most of them. We'll get to Thanksgiving. We'll get to the bird. Should we cover President's Day in February next year? I say we do them all. (laughs) I say we just stay celebratory all year long, and that'll be our thing. All right? Okay, well, that's going to do it. Let's wish the people happy holidays and get out of here. Happy Happy holidays. holidays. And we look forward to seeing you right here next week on the Jeremy Webisodes podcast. (laughs)